0: Welcome everyone to the O'av Eitur HaDaf, Yom Yeshura. Today's Shur is Daf Lamed Vav. In Betzah. we will begin on the top of Lamed Vav. He says, says the Gemara, we learned in Shabbat, Avalo et you can't take boxes of straw out of the storage area on Shabbat. The Shmuel. Shmuel explaining the Mishnah says my <speaking in Hebrew> What does it mean Dilma Like we said, there's a problem that you might come to uh if you clear out every single box from the from the storage area, you'll now see the floor. And if the floor has bumps in it, you might end up smoothing it out, and that's a and shabbat. So we, we, we a gazerah not, not to take out all of the boxes in order to avoid that what about an Um, if we're going to take off all the mushy raisins from the roof, we'll see the roof we might want to smooth out the roof so, do we say, Shabbat is strict, therefore we don't take it out. But Yom Tov Dekil, but Yom Tov, which is generally, maybe it's okay. Or maybe the opposite. If over there, where the people wanted to learn in the room, and we still don't let you take out all the boxes, over here, where there's no learning involved, just saving some mushy raisins, maybe you would not allow you to, definitely, we definitely would not let you take off everything on the roof, because you might smooth out the floor. Another halacha. Here we learned, you could you could lower fruits through the skylight on Yom Tov. That's only on the same gag. I'm a like gag, but from roof to roof, if you want to, if let's say one roof has no skylight, and the roof of the house next door has a skylight, you can't pass them from one roof to the other to put it through the skylight. Right? we also learned in you can't do go from one roof to another even if they're the same level you're not going up or down Hatamai, you have a question now can you move boxes from one roof to the next if you want to oh, people to learn on the roof. Let's say people are learning on the roof. Can you move boxes one roof enough? Do we say that just like you can't move fruits from one roof to the next on Yom Tov on Shabbat, also you can't move boxes one roof That even if you want to learn there or not? Do we say the following? Over here the reason why we're lenient, why it's asur is, by Yom Tov is because since it's such a lenient thing, people will come to think Yom Tov is a joke and then they'll end up being misazel Yom Tov. I Shabbat, shout Shabbat, we're not worried that anyone's going to think Shabbat is a joke. Then, Lohat is the best, Shabbat and then it's okay. Or maybe, over there, where you're going to lose fruit if you don't move it. And yet, we said, too bad, lose the fruit. Ha, the Lekav said, but can hear, where you're not losing fruit, maybe for sure you'll do it because on Shabbat, you're not losing any fruit. Okay? Another question. Now, all these questions are going to end in takeo over here it says you can't lower them with ropes you can't take them down with ladders if you take ropes or ladders then it looks like you're doing it in a um in a whole type of way and it's a lot a lot more work what about on Shabbat, on Shabbat, would you be able to take boxes out with ladders or windows? Windows, you have to pick things up over the ledge. You can't just drop it through a skylight. Okay? Ha'cha B'yom To'Hu Da'asur DeLeket B'Tol B'Nash. Over here on Yom To'Hu T'A'asur, because you're not causing B'Tol Torah. Shabbat, the Ika B'Tol B'Tol B'Nash, Shabbat, where you're causing B'Tol because they're trying to use the room to learn. Shapir Dami, then maybe it's okay. Or maybe you can flip the other way. Ha'cha D'Ika F'se'e Perot Amat Allah. Over here, where you're losing, on Yom Tov, where you losing uh, raisins. We said no. Over there where there's no loss of money, for sure you shouldn't be able to do it. So says we don't know the answer. Take who we can't conclusively decide this question. Okay. Says the Gemara. We're at the two dots. We said that you're allowed to cover fruit. If it starts raining, you're allowed to cover the fruit. Says the Gemara. What are you allowed to cover? Amar ul says, Afilu you're even allowed to cover rows of bricks. You're only allowed to cover fruits that are used on Yom Tov, which means, bricks you're never allowed to use on Yom Tov, but fruits you can. So according to Rebizak, you're only allowed to cover something that you might use, but something that's for Yom Tov you're not allowed to cover. Follows his reasoning. He says, you only let him move something only for something that's movable on Shabbat. So in other words, if you want to take a, a, a plate to cover up a muksa, you can't do that because you only let him take a plate to cover, you only let him move a plate if you're doing it for something that's movable, not for something that's not movable, like covering a cell phone. So to here, he doesn't let moving a sheet to cover bricks. says, we learned, you could cover fruit with cloths. You could only cover fruits. And says you, cover fruits. you cover fruits, so you see a proof to your Bietzak that you're not allowed to cover bricks. Because why would it say fruit? It would say bricks. or I not necessarily. You really should be allowed to cover rows of bricks as well. Once the ratio was talking about lowering fruits, so to Nami. we want to use the same vehicle in both. We don't want to switch from fruits to bricks. So we could do fruits in the ratio and the safer, but really it doesn't have to be in the safer when it talks about covering. It does not necessarily have to be uh, fruits, it could even be talking about bricks. And therefore, it's not a proof whether Ula or ritzuk is right. Tananan, we learned in the Mishnah. Again, we're trying to prove Ritzhak. Ritz is the one who says you can only allow to cover fruits and not bricks. We learned the Mishnah. you could cover pitchers of wine and pitchers of oil. so therefore you see if you allow to cover only pitchers of oil and wine, it sounds like only those things and not bricks, and don't tell me that we were, We mentioned it before, so we wanted to mention it. We didn't mention oil and bricks. And therefore, you see, only oil and bricks, or only oil and, and wine, and not bricks, because only oil and wine can be used on the holiday. No, well, not necessarily. It could be we're talking over here in the Mishnah about tevel. Tevel is food that you hadn't separated to from, it. so it really can't be used on Yom Tov, and yet you're still allowed to cover it, so it's really like bricks. It's also logical. If we're talking about mutar wine and oil that you already separated from, then we already said perot. Why, would we, why would we bring another example of perot and oil? Are we going to list everything? Perot, oil, meat, eggs. We don't have to mention every single example. Why would we mention another example? Obviously, we're coming to tell you that we're talking about even perot. That are even oil that was not Masert. Okay. Says Gemara, Okay. No. lo Malan. No. So it seems like oil and wine won't get very, very damaged by dripping rainwater, as the raisins will. And therefore, not necessarily. Do you have to say that it's specifically talking about tevel? Because if you said it was specifically talking about tevel, it would be a proof to Ula against Rebizok. You see that you can cover bricks because tevel is like bricks. So not necessarily, it's not a proof to anyone. You know why? Because I could answer you and tell you that the reason well, there's a separate reason why we mentioned Kadishan and even without it being tevel. Let's say it's even mitukan. We mention it because we want to show you that even though we're talking about a less of a damage because wine and oil get damaged less from rain than raisins do, still you're allowed to cover it for that reason. So therefore, not necessarily would we allow bricks, we're just allowing things that are that are damaged less, but they're still relevant for Yom Tov. It says the says, we learned, you could put a kili under dripping water on Shabbat. Now, the dripping water is muktzeh, and yet you're allowed to put a clean under it that sounds like Ula, not Rabitzak. This is I know. We're talking here about a drip of drinkable water. Usually, water is dirty and it's not drinkable. Here, they're talking about drinkable water, and therefore, not necessarily is it a proof against Rabitzak. Tashma, I'll bring your proof. It says, You can spread a mat over bricks on Yom Tov. You see that we don't hold Don't any clean because bricks cannot be used, and yet we're spreading a mat over it. We're talking the bricks that are left over from construction. Because they're not Moksa. Why are bricks left over from construction? Because people sometimes sit on the bricks. If you leave a few cinder blocks left, people use them as chairs. And since they're ready chairs, that's why you let to spread a uh, thing over it. But it could be that that Ravitzik will tell you, since it's talking about leftover bricks, that's why you let it cover it. But it had to be, they've been bricks that are a building which are Muksa, you wouldn't be allowed to cover it. Tashma, another proof it says B'Shabbat. you could spread a mat over stones on Shabbat. Stones are usually mukhsa. No. we're talking about pointed stones are not Muksa. The Pointed stones are fit for using as toilet paper. And therefore, if there's smooth stones, that's what we're talking about. But had they been stones that are not usable as toilet paper, you're right, you wouldn't be able to spread over it, will, will claim. And therefore, it's not approved to ULA. Of course, ULA says it's talking about all stones, but Rubitsuk can claim that it's only talking about stones that could be toilet paper. Kashma, we learned in the Mishnah. Portin machatzelat al gebek kaveri devoni b'Shabbat. You could spread a mat over a beehive on Shabbat. Bachama, if it's sunny, Bachama, if it's too hot for them, what would you mean during the rain? Make room, you could cover it. Of course, the rain. Kaveri, let's so as long as he's not trying to trap the bees, right? Because if you're trying to trap the bees, that's sure. So he says the you see that you're allowed to cover muxer, and therefore you're allowed to move a keli for muxer. Not necessarily. ha not necessarily. we are talking about a, 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 a beehive that's not muxer because you, there's honey inside, and therefore, since there's honey inside, you can use the honey on Yom Tov, and therefore you let it spread it because you can eat on Yom Tov, just like even a Ritzak, because it's, like, it's more like the raisins and the wine that can be used and not like the bricks, which cannot be used. That's in the summer when there's honey there. What about during the winter? In the winter, there's no honey. Why would you do it? You need it for the two honeycombs. Seems like in every. In every hun- in every beehive, there's two honeycombs that stay throughout the winter. Those honeycombs, that honey, even though it's not usually used, it's edible, and therefore you're covering it to protect that even in the winter. those are muksa because you always leave them for the bees. person always doesn't want to take out those two honeycombs, the last two honeycombs, because otherwise the bees will die and you won't get honey next year. So therefore, since you're planning to leave them there, they're muksa, and you're still, you're still allowed to cover it to protect those. The guy decided he doesn't want to leave them. This, they're talking about a case where the guy decided that he wants to use those last two honeycombs. He's desperate for honey, he doesn't care about the beehive. And there, or the beehive is not making so much money, so he doesn't care. And he decides he wants to take the two honeycombs. And therefore, since he wanted to before Shabbat to use the honeycombs, they're not Mukser. And when you cover it, it's not a proof against Rebid Zakk. it could be for Rebid Saka. says, Ah, Ah, So you're assuming that if he didn't have it in mind, it would be asur. I'll show you not. This that we said, as long as you don't have in mind to trap, you're allowed to cover it. In general, we have a rule that when the Gemara wants to contrast something, we always contrast with the closest case. Right? So if we have a case that's mutar, For example, we said you're allowed to cover it if you don't intend to trap. The flip side should be instead of saying you're allowed to cover it if you, as long as you don't intend to trap, we should have said you're allowed to cover it as long as you don't have in mind. Because having in mind is what we're talking about beforehand. Beforehand, we said you're allowed to cover. You're allowed to cover it. Right now, we're saying now that you're only allowed to cover it if you had in mind from beforehand that you're eating those last two honeycombs. Now, if you had to specifically have in mind, it's much, much closer to the point. To say, you can do it when you had it in mind, and you can't do it when you didn't have it in mind. As opposed to saying, you can do it when you had it in mind, and you can't do it when you're trapping. So, wh- why would you change cases? He says, well, no. This is what we're coming to say. Even though you had it in mind, even though you had in mind, you have to also have another thing that you have to in- intend not to trap the bees okay so we're talking here right now that the, that the beehive is not muksa, but my okimta, how you explain it? kerb Yehuda, the itli muksa? you explain this whole mishnah goes like Yehuda who agrees with muksa, and therefore well, the reason why it's not muksa is because you have in mind emasefa, what are you going to do with the end of the mishnah? And the Breiter says, as long as you don't have in mind to trap. Now, according to Rabbi Yehuda, who holds a muksa, who cares that you didn't have in mind to trap the bees? Anyway, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda holds that that uh, even if you didn't have in mind, it's still Asur. You want to say it goes like Reb Shimon? Even Reb Shimon it doesn't go like. Because when you cover the thing, you're automatically trapping. And Reb Shimon only lets as long as it's not a B'sik But in our case, since it's guaranteed to trap the bees, so then it is a B'sik So it's really all Reb kavi. We're talking about a beehive that has windows normally a biav has only an opening on top this biav has a window on the side so even when you cover the top to protect it from the rain they can still get out the side so it's not trapping keven l'atsud right so according to behuda you do not leave that part of it and the aim of as long as you don't, rather, it means, as long as you don't make it a trap. So in other words, you have to change the end of the Mishnah. Instead of the end of the Mishnah saying, as long as you don't have in mind to do it, that doesn't make sense, because over here, you're covering the top, and the windows open, so we don't care what you have in mind. It's not trapped, it can always go out the side. Rather, read the end of the Mishnah, as long as you don't make a trap, which means as long as you don't spread your cover from the top over the walls in order to cover the windows, and then you trapped it. Well, that, of course, Pshita, of course you can't do that. tema. I would have thunk. That you're not allowed to trap animals that people like to trap. But since no one likes to trap bees, because no one. Trapping is really a malacha for trapping beavers to make beaver caps or trapping uh, a deer to eat. But to trap a bee that no one eats and no one really wants to trap, bees are generally not trapped. Uh, Even a beehive, you don't trap them, you let them go and come as they please. So therefore, you might have thunk that it's okay. You might think that if it's a type of creature that no one likes to trap, it's mutar. That even bees, that you're not trying to trap, it's to trap them on Shabbat. And that's why we ended off the Mishnah saying, try not to trap the sides, even though it's obvious. It's not obvious because you might have thunk that bees are not trappable things. Says the Gemara, Rav Ashi Amar. Rav Ashi says, "Miktani." Did we mention summer and winter? Here's another way to get out of it. Who told you that the Mishnah has got to be talking about the winter and summer? Maybe. It says from the sun. From the, when it says. You're covering it from the in the sun from the sun and the, during the, the rain for the rain. So you therefore you think it's talking about winter. I don't have to tell you that. I can answer a much simpler answer. I can answer that really the mission is only talking when there's real honey that you could useable. and we're not talking about the last two honeycombs in the winter. So if so, why do we talk about rain? Well, during Nisan and Tishri, the beginning of Nisan, there is no, there, there is rain at the end of Nisan, there's no rain and Tishri, the beginning of Tishri there's no rain at the end of Tishri, there is rain and therefore, I could be talking about those days and therefore, we're only talking about the summer and therefore, it's fine okay Says if you're quoting the Mishnah you could put a Kli under a drip on Shabbat if the Kli got full you could pour it and do it again You don't have to stop. You can do it all day. Water was dripping into the Rechaya, the mill room where they mill the flour of Abaya. That's going to make it all to dough. So he came to the to ask him about the problem. That's dripping. Go bring your bread there. This way... When you're putting your bed there, so having the millstones there will be like a a, a a chamber pot, which you're allowed to move. And this way, you'll be able to move it out, and they'll be fine. Basically, you're going to move the stones. Now, you can't move the stones because they're muxa. But if you're living in that room, the stones are are, are hard for you to deal with, and then it'll become asur. And then it'll become mutar to move it because since it's like a person who has a, a smelly chamber pot, a smelly toilet, a bucket that's used for a toilet in his room. Ha is, even though it's mukseh, but if it smells badly and you're sleeping there, you'll have to move it out because it's ruining your Shabbat. Mukseh. Mukseh has a heter like that. So too over here, when you if you decide to sleep in that room, this wet thing will be yaki. You can move it out, you'll protect it. Okay, we did that. So abayah had a question. Are we allowed to move into a room to make a graf Shalmei? It's only if you're sleeping in that room. But you're not allowed to move into a room. Let's say there's a dining room and you want to move something out of the dining room. Could you decide you're going to sleep there in order to move it out as a graf Shalmei? Then the mill collapsed. Amar You know why? You know why it collapsed? Because I didn't listen to the rabbi. I should have followed the heter and accepted my rebbe's punishment. Why not? You don't be more strict than your rebbe. graf If you have a graf shalrei, which is a, a, a chamber pot, where the, the, the bucket that people go to the bathroom in. Or you have a bucket of people go number one to the bathroom. You're allowed to take it out to the garbage on Shabbat. When you bring it back, you should put, put a little water in it to bring it back. Now, you put water in it, even though it's a dirty thing, but you could feed it to the animals, so it's okay. Savur meaning we figured out meaning graph agav mana in vefne It sounds like you're only allowed to take out a array if it's got something in it. Meaning, it has to have something yucky in it. But if it's empty, you're not allowed to take it out because we said over here. Tashma there was a mouse that they found among the spice of Rav Ashi you could take it out with the tail you see it's that something that's yucky you're allowed to take it out straight so the Graf doesn't have to be that you have to touch it with something else or with water you can take it out straight okay we're going to stop over here at the Mishnah where it says, "...כל שחייבים עליו משום שבות." ברוך אדוני לעולם, אמן ואמן.